All runners need to be strength training, but not all strength training is created equal. And this is something I wish I knew five years ago. You don't want to be too sore after a workout and feel like it's really hindering your running, especially if you're in training. So today, let's talk all about how to strength train as a runner so you can be faster and stronger. Welcome to Rehab for Runners, the podcast for runners who are ready to get out of pain and run with more confidence. Dr. Lisa will guide you with the clarity you need to unleash your potential with tools, practical tips, and exercises so you can enjoy your runs and exceed your goals. Happy almost fall runner. I am so excited for the weather to break. It has been so humid in Richmond and I think I'm just used to it at this point, but man, I just can't wait for a breeze and to be able to breathe as well on my runs. I hope your runs have been going really well and remember that summer runs means fall PR. So keep going even if you're struggling during this time because let's face it, we're all struggling (laughs) during summer runs. Right now I'm on week seven out of 18 training for the Richmond Marathon and I'm feeling pretty good so far. I mean, I'm almost halfway there and I'm excited. I'm not burnt out. I've had my days where maybe I don't want to get out of bed to run, but that might just be because, you know, I'm tired and I'm comfortable, not necessarily because I'm burnt out from running. I think one of the best things that I've done to continue to enjoy my running is to keep running at that easy pace for most of my runs. And that really goes with me not even looking at my pace at all during my mile splits. I mean, after my run, I might glance at it, but I'm not concerned with my pace because my goal at the end of the day is just to finish this race strong and just to complete it. Another smart move that I made that a friend recommended was that I signed up for a training team that meets every Saturday. So I get to do my long runs in a group. And that's really fun because everyone's going at a similar pace and there's snacks throughout and there's drinks, not like, you know, fun drinks, but like water and noon throughout. And we just get to run all throughout Richmond. And that's something I really look forward to every single Saturday. So I'm really happy I signed up for it. I honestly, when I made my training plan, I wasn't even thinking about one, where I was going to run my long runs and two, who I was going to run them with. I thought I was just, you know, going to knock it out of the park, but I'm really happy that I signed up for it because it's a really supportive team and honestly the runs fly by which is really nice. Right now my mileage is around 30-ish mile weeks. I'm testing out a lot of different things right now in terms of my fuel, not necessarily just what I'm fueling with during a run but also before run and the night before run and even right after run just to make sure everything feels good and I'm not having any GI issues or anything like that. I will say before my runs, I am always making 
a frozen waffle from Trader Joe's and putting peanut butter on it. And I am getting a little sick of it. So if you have any pre-run recommendations that are good for someone that has a sensitive stomach, then please drop them my way because those waffles tasted a lot better a couple weeks ago than they do now. But that's okay because they work for me. And you know what? If they work, I'll take that over something that is tasty. But one part of my training that I feel like I actually have mastered, I'm not necessarily testing at all, is strength training. Now, four to five years ago, I was not able to say that sentence at all. In fact, I suffered a lot with strength training. I thought I knew what I was doing, but I quickly realized that not all strength training is created equal because I was very sore after my strength workouts with, you know, DOMS, which is delayed onset muscle soreness. So one to two days after my strength workouts, and that's when I was running. So it really affected one, how I felt about running, but two, my runs in general and just being able to recover from my runs and how I felt during my running. I think one of the main things that I realized is that one, you can't do it all, (laughs) which, you know, I guess I'm just learning that every day, but you can't do it all in terms of trying to complete all your running goals and all of your general goals at once. I knew I wanted to increase my endurance four to five, I think it was four years ago when I was training for my first half. I knew I wanted to increase my endurance, but I also wanted to build strength and I also wanted to build speed and I wanted to prevent injuries and I wanted to do all the things. And that turned into a disaster. It turned into me lifting too heavy. And then the next day I couldn't complete my runs like I wanted to. And then I couldn't recover like I wanted to. And I actually ended up injured. And I realized then you can't lift for hypertrophy while you're training for a race because that's just going to lead to very diluted goals and that's going to lead to very diluted results. I was trying to lift and basically like max out my strength training workouts at the time. So one thing I realized very quickly is to pull back on the weights when you're in training. And I call this maintenance because during the winter time or in a season where you're not training for a race, that's the time that you want to work on building up muscle, which is called hypertrophy. So you want to work on really increasing that weight, challenging yourself, basically taking that muscle to failure so you can build that muscle tissue up. But that's not what we should be doing when we're strength training because it's just going to lead to soreness. And it's also going to lead to increasing our risk for injury. But we want strength training to do the opposite and decrease our risk for injury. So one big tip that I have is if you're in training, training for any race, it doesn't matter the distance, your runs are your priority. And therefore, strength training should now turn into maintenance. You shouldn't be lifting nearly as heavy. You shouldn't be anywhere near as sore as you would if you weren't training for a race and lifting heavier. So just take note of that. For example, if I'm training for a race and I'm doing walking lunges, my weights might be 15 to 20 pounds versus if I'm not training for a race and I'm really trying to build strength, I might be pushing it with 25 to 30 pounds. So it's decreasing it five to 10 pounds minimum, I would say. 
Another thing that I learned very quickly was the fact that runners need to be strength training with exercises that are very specific to running. Just like when I was a softball player, played in college, our workouts were directed towards muscles that we used when we played softball. The same thing with running. You don't want to be performing a workout that's for that's designed for everyone because if it's designed for everyone it's probably not designed for runners running workouts should be very specific to running and I'll give you some examples but let's just look at a general workout like a group fitness class maybe a workout on peloton or even like orange theory or burn boot camp at 45 those are very general workouts and they're just trying to hit every muscle group they're trying to work on the strength of the muscle and maybe a little bit of core strength but a workout that's specific and geared for runners looks a little different than a general workout. And I'll give you an example. So the way that I structure a strength workout is I like to think of it as a house. So the foundation, which has to happen before you can build the structure of the house and the roof of the house, the foundation is your mobility and your stability. Mobility is a joints range of motion. So think about the hip, it has a lot of mobility, it can move every which way. And then stability is being able to control the joint through that range of motion using stability muscles. This is the foundation. If you don't have mobility and stability, you're gonna really struggle, one, to gain strength, and you're also gonna struggle to prevent injuries. So this is very, very important that you build that foundation first, especially if you consider yourself injury prone. Once you have the foundation, and I will say a lot of general workouts skip the foundation. Sure, you do a dynamic warm-up, but, and sure, you do a little bit of core work, but it's not specific to running. Now that you have the foundation, we're moving into the strength training. So this is working on those powerhouse muscles. This is what you would think of in terms of strength training because you're working quads, calves, hip flexors, glutes, hamstrings, doing exercises like squats, lunges, deadlifts, push-ups. However, one, you want to make sure that you are working those muscles into different planes. So while squats, lunges, deadlifts, push-ups are great, they're only happening in the frontal plane, which means you're only moving in one direction. You're not moving laterally. You're not rotating at all. And that is something that can really take your running to the next level once you start adding in different exercises that address the different planes. So it's good to do things in the frontal plane. It's good to do exercises in that plane, but you also want to add some variety of movement in your strength training. So now that you have the structure of the house, which is your strength, you've worked on the powerhouse muscles. Now you're going to finish the house with the roof and the roof is your power. This is where you gain your speed. This is where you gain your explosiveness. I consider the power exercises as a finisher to your workout. So you can think of power moves such as a kettlebell swing or a quick hip thrust, or on the flip side, you can think of power moves as plyometric movements, which is an explosive jump, such as jump squats, box jumps, skater jumps, something where you're trying to minimize the amount of time that you're on your feet. So you're working on those fast twitch muscle fibers. 
Unfortunately, most runners do not include all four of these elements into their strength program. And while something is better than nothing, if you're going to go through the motions, you want to make it so it's carrying over into your running, right? You don't want it to just be something that eh, it kind of helps your running. You want it to really help your running if you're putting in that time and that effort into your strength training. So just like how it's the layout of the house, that's exactly how I like to structure strength workouts. So you start with a dynamic warm up, then you go into some stability work. So that's where you can work on your core, you can work on your ankle stability, you can work on your hip stability and your trunk stability. And then you're going into those powerhouse strength exercises walking lunges, deadlifts, adding rotation with it, squats, single leg squats, because you also want to address double leg and single leg as a runner. And then you're finishing with those power moves. So working on the explosiveness of the muscle, working on those fast twitch muscle fibers. Now, this doesn't have to be a thing where your workouts are only done in the gym. It also doesn't have to be a thing where you're even using weights. You can always start with body weight. Resistance bands goes a very, very long way if done right. And so does body weight. So I would rather you get your form down first, be able to load those muscle groups first before you add on a load. Because again, quality over quantity, that's going to take you a lot further in your running and prevent injuries a lot better than doing an exercise wrong or just rushing through it, not even really worrying about what you're doing. So I already talked about how runners make the mistake of only training in one plane, but another big mistake runners make is to not train in that single leg position. Single leg exercises when done right, they can address trunk stability, hip stability, ankle stability, big toe stability, hip mobility as well, ankle mobility as well, depending on the exercise, quad strength, glute strength. I mean like so many things, so many things. So they are very good to add on if you can progress into them with good quality of movement. Let's take a single leg squat, for example. Single leg squat If you're doing this correctly, you're going to work on your trunk stability. You're going to work on your hip stability in a single leg stance because that works on glute med strength. You're going to work on your quad and glute strength because you're sticking your butt back to squat down, right? You're working on your ankle mobility because your knee is coming forward, translating over the ankle. You're also working on big toe stability. Now that's a great exercise, but if you can't do it, then we need to backtrack and we need to progress into a single leg squat. Time and time again, since I'm working with so many runners, I'm finding that runners that have strength trained but are consistently getting injured, so maybe they're considering themselves injury prone. This might be you, you might be shaking your head yes, like I get injured every single year, but I also strength train, like what's the deal? And one big thing that I've noted is and this is where strength training can get tricky and it can get frustrating, is that the exercise that you want to do to address a certain muscle group is not actually doing what you implied it to do. Let me give you an example. Let's take a single leg squat, for example, because I love single leg squats. Say you're doing a single leg squat and you're not hinging your butt backwards, your knee is caving in, and you're just poking your knee forward without any bit of load going through your glutes. 
Now, that is not how the exercise is intended to be done, but unfortunately, I do see this a lot. So I wanna address it. Because if you're just loading your quad, loading your quad, loading your hip flexor, loading your quad, and your kneecap's probably a little sore, a little pissed off as well, you're teaching your body how to not load your glutes, basically, because you're not sticking your butt back into that squat. You're not pretending like your butt is sitting in a chair. You're just bending your knee forward, calling it a single leg squat. Another good example of an exercise that you think it's strengthening or stabilizing a certain muscle group, but it's not, are side steps with the resistance band. Now, this is often done wrong where the quad and the hip flexor take over versus it being more of the lateral glute, or it might be like a 50-50 split. And the big reason behind that is, one, how your leg is going out to the side. If it's going a little bit forward, you're using more quad, hip flexor, TFL, versus that gluteus medius that you want it to use into hip abduction. So if you're feeling a burn through the front of your hip or your quad, you're probably not doing it right. And again, quality is so, so, so important over quantity. I do not care how many reps you do if you're not doing the exercise correctly. Slow the exercise down, get the form right, even if it's body weight, even if you've been strength training forever, I really don't care. Get the form right and then load the muscle with more resistance, as in more weight. That's gonna make you so much stronger You're going to be able to run faster. You're going to be able to run stronger. You're going to be able to perform better. You're going to also be able to prevent your injuries versus just rushing through a workout and checking it off the list. So to review, we talked about how you should be strength training in different planes. We talked about how you shouldn't be strength training too heavy. And that's your opinion, not necessarily me telling you what's too heavy because heavy to me might not be heavy to you and vice versa. So making sure that you're backing off of your weight a little bit. If you're in training, another mistake runners make is only working those powerhouse muscles, not necessarily working on power or stability and mobility and exercises that aren't specific to running. So exercises that are just general exercises that maybe you found online and you've just been going through them. And again, that's better than nothing, but we want to make the exercises very specific to running. Now let's talk about how you can fit strength training into a training plan, because this is a question I get asked all the time. And I think it's really important to answer because it's not a one size fits all answer. So if you're strength training and you're also going through a training plan, your priority is definitely your runs, but you don't want to drop strength training. You still want to work out. I recommend two times a week. So 30 minute workout, 30, 40 minute workout, two times a week. So how does this fit into your training plan? Ideally, there's a couple different rules that I like to follow and I don't really like to follow rules. So these are important. First rule is to not have that strength training workout be too close to your long run. So for example, I strength train on Monday, Wednesday, and my long runs on Saturday. So that gives me enough time to recover and making sure that it's not a back-to-back, you know, strength training on Friday and then long run on Saturday is just too close because your priority when you're in training is to get in that long run and you don't want to be tired going into that run. Another rule that you should follow if you're in training is to run first and then strength train. Because 
your runs are your priority and your strength training should happen, but it's coming in second. So now you can strength train on more tired legs and more tired body, but your runs are first. So you go into that run with fresh legs and then you strength train after your run. It's completely up to you and your schedule if you want to strength train on the same day that you're running. I don't like to do that. I just don't. I don't enjoy trying to fit both in on the same day. So I adjust my schedule so I don't have to do that. But if you're running five to six days a week, you might have to double up a a run with a strength workout. So to give you an example of my training plan, I'm running four days a week. So my runs are Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. My rest day is always the day before my long run so I can recover. I can be fresh into that long run. And then my strength workouts are on Monday and Wednesday. This plan has worked really, really well for me just in terms of how I'm fitting in my runs with my workouts and how I feel during my runs as well because I'm not going into my runs too tired or fatigued with my legs that are just like tight, you know, the feeling. So this has worked really well. So I would say the top two rules I have are make sure you're not using too heavy of weight, but also prioritize your runs and make sure that you're not strength training too close to that long run day. Now, after you're done with your race, you can take a break. You take a break from strength training and running, let everything recover and repair. And then when you're ready to get going again, if you're not training for a race in the next couple months, then you can start strength training and lifting heavier because who cares if you're sore? I mean, who cares if your legs feel like jello? Your priority is not on your runs. It'd be now on your strength training. So hopefully that gives you some insight and some clarity on how to fit in strength training with your running. Now, if you want, if you're like, okay, Lisa, that's great, but how do I strength train that is specific to running? And the answer is not to just pick random exercises online because we all know winging it is just not going to get you to your goals as fast as you'd like. So if you want a plan, I recommend going through the Runner's Complete program and I will link that below. It can all be done at home, very minimal equipment, but very challenging exercises and you can modify the exercises as needed. If you prefer follow along workouts where you just have a video and you press play, then I recommend that you go through the Complete Runners Club membership. And it's basically just a ton of follow along workouts that are specific to running. You also have follow along dynamic warm ups and post run mobility. So if you're more of a follow along runner, then I recommend you go through the membership and I'll link that below as well. I really hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you have any feedback, you can always email me. I'll drop my email below, but I hope you have a great run, and thank you again for listening. I really appreciate it, and I'll see you next time. Bye.